Welcome to Wise and Wine, a play on the phrase, rise and shine. Now look here, folks. I've had five jobs in the last two years, and that shit just ain't normal. Or is it? No, no, it's not. So I'm turning to diverse people who inspire me both professionally and personally with careers that didn't exactly start at point A and end at point B. We'll explore how their families, their cultures, and their communities impacted their career decisions, as well as the exact moment they decided to pursue their passions, even if that passion wasn't a direct path to a pension or 401k. Hopefully, I'll come away knowing how they became the badass, the confident, the strategic people that I admire. And if I don't come out of this project a little wiser, well, at least I'll enjoy the boozy wine ride. Hello, Wise and Wine listeners. I do have to confess, I had a really big guest lined up for today. And by big, I mean big to me. It wasn't like a giant celebrity. It wasn't like Drake or Rihanna or anybody, but somebody that I've been following for a while. And turns out this guest knows people that I know. And I was able to get him and his PR team to agree to do the podcast, but it fell through. But I'm trying to be consistent with this podcast. And so I want to make sure I get this out today. So we're going to go with a solo podcast. So yay, solo podcast. But I have to admit, your girl is, as my dad call it, calls it, is in her cups. So years and years ago, when I was a wee lad, and I was working in events, I didn't know anything about anything. And one of my really, really fancy co-workers introduced me to a drink called the French 75. And the French 75 is essentially like gin and simple syrup and champagne and lemon juice. And it comes in champagne fluid and super fancy, but it also gets me really, really drunk. And so I made one at home today and it's a poor person's bootleg with uh, Wilson Creek almond champagne out of Temecula, California. What, what? And pineapple rum. And that's it. And I didn't measure anything. And I'm on my second glass. And your girl is drunk. So today is a little less wise and wine, a little more drunk and chatty. But I wrote down some topics. So we'll see how this goes today. So welcome to my super fun drunk episode of the podcast but i do have topics so we will start with american airlines american airlines can suck my asshole so a friend of mine a really good friend of mine back from my event planning days was is getting married and so i had booked a flight through american airlines super simple i was just going to go from Austin to Dallas, Dallas to Tucson, and same route back. So I don't even know. My flight to to Tucson was going to leave on Friday morning at, uh, or no, Friday afternoon at like 2. And then 
American Airlines texted me at 7 a.m. They're like, mm, sorry, your flight's been canceled, but don't worry, we rebooked you for, you know, the following Wednesday. It's cool, but if that's a problem, give us a call. So what the fuck, American Airlines? I realized that, you know, your people don't want to work right now because of COVID. But here's the thing. Like, I have places to be at a certain time and you just moving my shit around it doesn't work for me. So I was online with the customer service agent. And normally, you know, I've worked in customer service long enough, especially at a big corporation where shit happens that is completely out of your control and the poor little person on customer service that's making you know four dollars an hour has nothing to do with what happened in the larger organization but the guy that i got on customer service was a dick and so he again they texted me at seven o'clock and was he was like oh i can get you on a flight at nine and i was like bro my flight was at two i'm nowhere near packed i can't get to the airport i'm not going to make a nine o'clock flight and he's like well you know that's the flight that we have available for you and i was like well this isn't my fault like you guys canceling flights isn't on me i need to get to a wedding what the hell and he's like, well, I'm just trying to tell you, he's like, I'm not suggesting that it's your fault. And I'm just letting you know what's available. And I really don't like getting angry with customer service agents. Cause again, I understand it's not your fault, but like people have plans for a reason, bro. And so I don't know. He finally says, well, we can get you on a flight that's at five 30. And I was like, I'll fucking take it. But then I had the whole day, like I had my day planned to leave early so now I can't do anything because I've got to leave at 5.30 instead of 2. And I'm getting into Tucson at like midnight instead of 7. So I missed the rehearsal dinner and I missed all of the stuff. And it just fucking sucks. And so, you know, I want to be there for my friend because she's awesome. But I tried to just get there and be in a good mood. So got to the airport, had some cocktails, do whatever you got to do to calm down. I finally get to Tucson at like midnight. By the time I grab the rental car and get to my hotel, it's super late. Um, but I'm going to make the best of it because that's really what traveling is about. It's how do you make the best of the situation that you're in? Because traveling is super freaking unpredictable. Drink. So her wedding wasn't until so I had the whole day in Tucson to do whatever and you know from the time that Scuba Steve and I had gone to we climbed um for New Year's last year we went to Sedona and did some hikes there and we climbed the Grand Canyon so I was like oh there's some pretty good hiking in Tucson I'll just spend the morning hiking you know because I'm fit and shit I'm super not fit so go to this place called Seven, Seven Trails, Seven Falls in Tucson. And it's half an hour outside of the city. So I take the drive and I get to Seven Falls and get the little map. I'm like, okay, it's four miles in, four miles back. I'm not totally out of shape. I can manage this. And so start doing the walk. The first mile is very hilly and kind of incline, decline, incline, decline. And a shuttle drops people off at the first mile. And so I'm taking a drink and making sure I'm going the right way. And people are like, Oh my God, did you 
walk that first mile and I'm like yeah it's a hike bitch why wouldn't why would you take a shuttle to a hike this is weird so take the seven falls hike and I'm really conscious of time because I had also scheduled um time with a makeup artist because I wanted to look glam because my friend that was getting married she's an event planner and her poor wedding got pushed back for the last two years because of covid and so she and the invite said all right dress for new year's glitz glam what you would wear to go on on new year's and i was like you know what let's get the makeup done i had a cute dress that i got off Poshmark. let's be adorable so i was trying to plan this hike around my makeup appointment so it took me a half an hour to get to the hike and I'm paying attention to time and um, this particular hike, I, girl, I am data driven. Orange Theory is my jam. So if you have never been to an Orange Theory class, Orange Theory, they, they put a little monitor around you, a heart monitor. There's a screen in there that manages your heart rate. It tells you how fast you're going compared to other people. Like that's my jam. I need data. And so this path at Seven Trails or Seven Falls just didn't have any data. It wasn't like, here's the mile marker, the one mile marker, the two mile marker, three mile marker. So I never knew how far I had to go and I was judging it off of time. And so I got like, I don't know, an hour and a half in and I was like, I don't know how far I've, I've hiked. I've gone up and down. I've tripped. I've gone through water and jumped over shit and trying to be wary of, you know, coyotes and snakes and nature but I wanted to exercise and be fit and so I got out there um but I just had to turn around because I wasn't going to make it to my makeup appointment on time so turned around and realized ooh, I was a lot closer to this waterfall than I thought oh, and I love waterfalls I'm so sad that I missed it but got back took a shower went to my makeup artist appointment and I really had high hopes for this makeup artist. She was so sweet. Her apartment was really cute. I met her husband. Um, I sent her pictures of me in advance. I sent her pictures of what I want done. She said, I used to work at Sephora. I can do this. So we sat there. We kikied. We chatted. We hung out for the hour that she was putting lip makeup on me. And then she showed me my mirror. And she's like, how do you like it? I don't like it, bitch. I look like a fucking clown. Why? is this so hard for white women to put makeup on black women i i've sent you pictures if you can't do it say i can't do this i paid you money and you made me look like a fucking clown and so i had to spend the entire ride back to my hotel putting water from my water bottle onto my shirt and wiping this shit off because i had 0, 0.0 time from the time that i got back to the hotel to make it to my friend's wedding on time did I mention my friend's an event planner? And did I mention that this lovely, lovely lady was like, I need y'all to be there at four because we are promptly starting this wedding at 4.15. We are promptly starting the, the cocktail hour at 4.30. Like bitch had a schedule and I was, and I know her and I was trying to maintain it. And so I'm taking the makeup off in the car and quickly jumping into my clothes and running to the wedding and I, I made it to her wedding at like 3 59 p.m and my friend Lauren who I still want to interview for the podcast because I love her so much planned the most perfect wedding ever it was personal it was not at all the cookie cutter wedding with the like I don't know the standard shit 
I love that at the beginning of the ceremony, instead of her groom being at the altar and her walking to them, they fucking walk down together. Cause you know what? They're like, we're in our thirties. We just bought a house. None of this patriarchal bullshit where I'm walking to you. We're entering into this marriage together. I super loved it. She had this beautiful Beyonce looking fucking, I don't know what you call those little white flower thingies, but she had like a crown on and she had a lace dress and my girl had heart surgery and she said you know what I'm gonna have a low plunge so that y'all see this scar from my heart surgery that I survived and I loved everything about it her sister did the ceremony her sister's a pastor minister whatever you call those fools but the whole thing was so personal I learned so much about her and about her husband and how they met and how they spend their time together their parents spoke about them I laughed my ass off because her dad was like, live, laugh, love, the end, which is probably what my dad would have done had I let him speak at my wedding. Um, but everything was perfect. It was 100% unapologetically them. And that's the way weddings should be. I feel like everybody around them was like, yeah, we saw their wedding. We didn't see a cookie cutter wedding. We didn't see the shit that everybody else does. So absolutely amazing wedding congratulations to lauren i love you you were beautiful um your wedding was flawless yay 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 so there was that and then i had a lovely night literally the ceremony was 10 minutes it started 10 minutes into the ceremony and american airlines decided to text me again and say oh bitch we canceled your flight for tomorrow could you leave three days later what the fuck American Airlines so I spent another hour on hold with American Airlines and just decided this wedding is in Tucson let me fly out of Phoenix and so I ended up booking a flight a one-way flight on Southwest out of Phoenix I had to call my car rental place and ask them if it was okay to drop my car off in another location and it just made me annoyed I'm in this weird place of being annoyed and being understanding like I understand that shit's happening the pandemic is nothing that anybody could have predicted and nobody could predict that if an employer says hey you have to have the vaccine and employers are like fuck no what happens to business services so i try to be super understanding of the customer service people and i try to be really sweet and ask them how their day was going and let them know that i know this is their fault but also i need to get the fuck home and luckily i'm in a position where i could afford to pay the additional fee it cost me to get home. Um, the additional fee it cost me to drop my car, my rental car off in Phoenix versus Tucson, or I could afford to buy a whole new flight. But I wonder about people that aren't in that position and what happens when they're just stuck and it just sucked. And when I got to the airport in Tucson, I mean, I had, I wanted to be on air on the side of caution. So I got there like three hours before my flight and had all this time to kill. I paid for an upgrade so that I could check in, uh, you know, cause Southwest boards, A group, B group, C group. And because I bought my ticket that day, I was literally gonna be the last person on the plane. And so I paid for the upgrade so I can be A6. And so I just, it just, the whole time I was thinking, what about, what do people do that don't have this option? Like not, I'm not rich by any stretch of the imagination, but I had enough money that I could afford to make these adjustments. 
for myself and I just think about people who don't and they're stuck and it fucking sucks and the airline doesn't care the airline's just doing what they're they're doing and I have to submit all of this documentation to try to get my money back for this and I know it's going to be like they're like oh it was the weather there was no fucking weather how are you the only airport affected by weather (sighs) sorry for that little rant I'm going to blame that on the alcohol Uh, 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 alcohol but then I think about there was a time that scuba Steve went diving and we saw a diver that had one leg and then I had to really kind of hey bitch like is is this really the hardest thing you had to do all day like you went to a friend's wedding during a pandemic you were able to afford these alternate plans to get you home on time for your dream job this dude is scuba diving with one leg like I need you to get some perspective so I had some perspective on life and yeah so here we are so I'm on day two at the new job and the new job for those of you that don't know of course I am on my I don't know fifth job this year I was looking at my LinkedIn profile and was like oh god I would never hire me if I looked at my own LinkedIn profile as a recruiter I'd be like this bitch is unstable and she doesn't stay anywhere but if you listen to my last solo episode like I have reasons for why I leave companies but you know sometimes people don't care and you just look blanky but I took this job because when I tell you my entire team is black women, my entire team is black women. My boss is a black woman. The other four women on my team are black women. I've never in my professional career worked exclusively with my leadership being a black woman, my teammates, colleagues being all black women. It's just, I mean, I almost cried my first day on my team meeting when I saw everybody's faces on zoom and I was like holy shit you all look like me and some of you have weaves and some of you have braids and we don't have to explain where our hair looks like it looks and I just I don't know it's it's there's something about the feeling of inclusion that is inexplicable and I guess this is what white people feel like every day where wherever they go everybody looks like them so it's a it's a non-issue but to be in a place where everybody looks like me is a fucking issue. And I'm really excited about being here. But I also, because I'm extremely insecure, realized that, oh, all these black women I work with are very polished and they're beautiful and they're put together and they talk very distinctly and clearly and slowly. And your girl, as you can tell, is frenetic. (laughs) And I talk fast and I talk I don't know, at a not medium pace. And so I was like, God damn, I am just a nut job surrounded by these queens. And I don't know, I'll figure it out. I'll figure out how to get myself a little more polished and frenetic. But um, no, I, I love the new job. I'm on day two at this point. And it's in the pharmaceutical industry, which kind of merges with my obsession right now with the podcasts about... Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos. If you're not familiar with Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos, so Elizabeth Holmes back in, I don't know, I think it was 20, 2006, 2013, I don't know. If you want to learn all about it, there's an amazing podcast called The Dropout that covers everything and I've been completely obsessed with it. But now that I work in the pharmaceutical industry 
and know all of the intricacies and requirements and approvals and everything that people have to know to get things through the Food and Drug Administration. I'm floored how this woman was able to do what she did. So very quick synopsis on Elizabeth Holmes of Theranos. So Elizabeth Holmes dropped out of Stanford University because she wanted to start this business called Theranos where they were going to be able to do testing on blood from a pinprick rather than doing these large volume of blood draws. And so she had all these investors invest in the business, but in reality, her, I don't know, the equipment that she created didn't fucking work. And so she had all of the um, tests run by a third party agency, but she was lying to people. Anyway, it's just this huge example of how people get to fail up at their jobs. And again, now that I'm working in pharmaceuticals and know how much work we have to go through um, to get things approved and all of the requirements we have to go through, it's just, it's just wild to me. And I, I don't know why I'm obsessed with her. I'm obsessed with the ability to fail up. I'm obsessed with the ability to lie so big, so big, and to say all these things that aren't true, but not only to say things that aren't true, but to say them publicly and to be documented, it's just like a fuck boy and a lady at work. It's so strange. Um, but if you want to learn more about it, The Dropout is an excellent podcast. It comes out every Tuesday. I'm obsessed with that. I'm also obsessed with another podcast called Queen of the Con about a woman named Mira Smith. And the person that runs the podcast sounds a lot like CT from The Challenge. And if you don't know me, you know I'm obsessed with the Boston accent. And so the fact that this man sounds like CT, I, I have to, you know, keep my big girl panties on instead of dropping them because that's exactly what I want to do every time I hear a Boston accent. But um, yeah, so Queen of the Con, I guess the, I forget his name, but he interacted with this woman called Mayor Smith and it seemed like she was super friendly and fun and they were friends and she was doing stuff favors for him and he's gay so i don't mean sexual favors but she was doing things um like he said he liked this and she like i don't know he said he liked hockey and she's like oh i know somebody on the hockey team in la and i can get you tickets and and then at some point she gave him the sob story about how she needed money and so she asked him for money and he gave it to her and she paid her back right away but she was running a scam for somebody else and so she was very much robbed from peter to pay paul it's a really really good podcast so if you have not listened to it i highly 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 recommend it i'm not really sure what that had to do with my job but you know blame it on the alcohol sip all right all right the other thing that i'm obsessed with right now is married at first sight and if you listen to a podcast that i did earlier with pain and aid they are two friends that follow married at first sight and do episode recaps and i don't know what it is about this show it is um oh no 
I don't know what happened. Anyway, so it's people on a reality TV show that there are some quote unquote experts that kind of evaluate these contestants on the show on things like spirituality, sexuality, their careers, their goals, and then they find somebody else in that town that also entered an application for the show that would be a good match for them. And um, the show's almost ending. I think they're on episode 14, and it is a hot fucking mess. Um, if you want to go back and listen to Tane and Eight, or you want to follow Alter Column Married at First Cast, Married at First Sight, they do an excellent recap of the show. So I'm just going to jump into um, a couple of things that I want to talk about now that I've seen the show, now that we're on episode 14, mainly because I have to pee and I have to go soon. Um, so the last episode, there was a uh, guy named, there's two guys on the show. One guy is named Ryan and the other guy is named Johnny. And essentially what's happening is that neither of these guys are attracted to the women that they got paired with, which it happens. I think who you are supposed to be with on paper may not always be who your dick tells you you're going to be attracted to. And that's fine. And I think the problem with the two of these guys, Johnny and Ryan, is that they're so incapable of seeing past the fact that these women don't make their dick rise, that they're completely not invested in their process. And it's so annoying because both of them have, the minute they weren't attracted to these women, which was, I would say, episode one, that they just stopped trying. And I think about women where, you know, we're going to, we're going to date a Jack Black. We're going to date a Seth Rogen. We're going to date a guy because we see beyond the physical aspects. We're going to see who you are on the inside. Do we want to fuck a Tay Diggs? Of course. We want you to look like Tay Diggs? Of course. But if you don't, we don't completely shut down because you don't. And it's so strange to me to see these men react to these women that they're absolutely not attracted to but that they can't even not pretend but they can't even present or even act as though they're working with these employees that that it's a working environment that even if you're not going to end up married to these women forever like these are your co-workers you're both paid to be here I have coworkers that I loathe and detest, but I still signed the fucking Christmas card. I still contributed to their baby showers because this is what you do. Like even in a work environment, you're not going to love everybody, but you still feign some sort of interest in them. And so these two men, Johnny and Ryan are just so ridiculous. And last week, Ryan downloaded a pot or downloaded a dating app prior to they had one week left before they decided whether they were going to break up or stay together and ryan went and downloaded an app a dating app (laughs) before that week and he matched with a friend of the woman that he's married to her name is brett and she confronted him about it and she was like hey so you matched with a friend of mine and he was like oh well you know i wasn't going to do anything until after decision day is that the point, bro? Did that make sense in your head that although you intended to no longer try with this woman, you were at least going to wait until a week later? It's just, it's just infuriating. And it's just something as that I don't understand that we as women 
are like we have to deal with crumbs and because you're not attracted to her you're not even going to try it's so fucking infuriating so i don't know i don't know what my point was and i have to pee but um yeah married at first sight so the last thing i'll leave you with before i pee on myself is that um i have been really really sick for the last i don't know a couple months i have been nauseous at random times of the day i'm old as shit so i'm not pregnant but it there doesn't seem to be a rhyme or reason as to when i feel nauseous it could be after i've eaten it could be first thing in the morning it happened all day I hadn't had a period in like two months. I was having hot flashes. So I assumed it had something to do with menopause. I made an appointment with my doctor and it was going to take me like a week or something to get in to see her. And so I made the appointment and then like, oh, I got to pee. Okay, I'm back. Um, so Scuba Steve and I started watching Yellowstone, so I'm gonna, um, hurry up and close this out. So where was I? So I was sick for a really long time. So it was over a month where I was just nauseous all the time and there wasn't a rhyme or reason. I think I had done a food intolerance test and realized that I'm allergic to dairy and, I shouldn't mix potatoes and green, but your girl loves some cheese, so I haven't fully given up dairy, and maybe that was it, but um, I don't know. I was just sick all the time, so I made an appointment with my doctor, who I love, 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 and because of the pandemic, it took me a month to get the appointment, and I don't know, maybe a couple days before, I'll ironically all of the symptoms went away and I felt 100% better so I didn't go to my appointment and Scuba Steve was like are you fucking crazy <laughs> like just because you're not feeling the symptoms today doesn't mean whatever's wrong with you has gone away you really should go see the go see your doctor and honestly what was in my head was just fear it was fear of like, what the fuck is this going to be? Well, number one, I knew it wasn't going to be a one-time thing. I knew whatever I told her, it was going to be, well, let's check your blood work and a series of tests and that that appointment wasn't going to be the end of it. And I just didn't want to deal with that. But, you know, I don't know, with my, my mom passing away in March and she was on dialysis and I, I don't know how much of her being on dialysis was because of her drug use but now my father and sorry if I'm revealing shit about you dad um is on dialysis and you know I had a cousin that passed away from cancer and I just my brain was just like I don't want to know <laughs> I just I don't want to know if whatever I have is going to take me out. Let me take, let it take me out. And Scuba Steve was like, no, no. If there's something diagnosable wrong with you, you want to know what it is and find out what it is so that you can treat it and so that you could address it. And I don't know. I was just in that space of, I, you know, I, I don't want to know <laughs> if someone's going to take me out. 
I'd rather it just happen. Um, I'm sure it's something innocuous. I'm sure this is all symptoms of being premenopausal because, you know, I'm at that age, but I, I was just really scared. And I think about how many people either don't have access to healthcare or are like me and would rather not know. But then I wonder too about the healthcare industry, especially now with COVID going on, you know, they're not focused on some of these other things. They're focused on let's find a cure for COVID and let's find a, you know, let's get the next round of booster shots out and all this other stuff. And I don't know, there's something weird about me being that person that doesn't want to be a burden to other people that decided after waiting a month to get an appointment with the doctor that I just didn't want to know. I didn't want to be a burden to the doctor. I didn't want to be a burden to Scuba Steve or anybody else to figure out what the hell is wrong with me and my body. But I just feel like you ever watch the Jetsons and you watch like Rosie where she malfunctions and all the springs come out of her head and her eye, her eyes pop out and they're on boingy boingy strings. I just springs. I feel like that. I just feel like my body's going haywire and it's mad at me. <laughs> it's rejecting stuff and it may be the alcohol and maybe I need to cut back on alcohol and then you cut back on sugar and I need to stop eating dairy and potatoes and all of this stuff and it might be an easy solution i'm trying to exercise more and go to the gym and you know scuba steve is awesome and he wanted to take better care of his his health and he has naturally lost i think 25 pounds at this point from running and eating less and and eating well and i would love to be that person that has that willpower but you know when I'm angry, cookies sound good. So I get it. <sighs> I don't really know what the point of this was. I just wanted to talk. So now I'm going to watch Yellowstone. And have a good ass night with my cocktail. I hope you do too. Bye-bye.